0: Hi, I'm Jennifer Ackerman-Haywood, and you're listening to the Craft Sanity Podcast. This show is all about art, craft, and creativity, and I produce it weekly in the hope that it will help all of us live long and crafty lives. Okay, this week I have a very exciting show for you. I'm going to bring you a chat with Heidi Kenny. She's that super talented creator of the My Paper Crane website. She's a hip 28-year-old Baltimore-area artist making impressive plush creations. She's a mother and maker who creates whatever she wants out of fabric, from stuffed fabric pieces of toast to tissues and trees, and of course the infamous supersized tampon doll. Heidi can make really whatever she wants from scratch, and when she creates, she makes these things her way with a mix of attitude and humor. Heidi's work is as impressive as it is funny. Not everyone can appreciate a smiling tampon doll, but she's selling these things like hotcakes, so obviously there's a the market. <laughs> And congratulations to her for thinking that one up because, you know, you don't see those everywhere. (laughs) Aside from the buzz she's created in online art and craft circles, Heidi is, she's going mainstream, especially recently. Earlier this month, she was featured in a New York Times Magazine article about artists and crafters selling their work online. So, not too shabby, Heidi. Way to go. One of the things that really impresses me about her is that she doesn't have a pattern. So all these pieces are slightly different, which is really kind of cool. But, you know, I think we're going to just let her tell you the rest. So grab a project, settle in, and let's chat with Heidi, shall we? Oh, and uh, don't forget to uh, check CraftSanity.com for links to Heidi's website and examples of her work. You'll see some photos, and, of course, there will be a project which she will describe later in the show. So stay tuned. Did you go to art school or how did you get started with making these plush? um, Well, they're kind of everything from food to I looked recently a toilet, you know,
1: Yeah,
0: (laughs) it's so fun. Yeah. So how, how did you how did you get started with all this?
1: Well, I've always, like, kind of made stuff because this, my parents have always made stuff. The whole time we were growing up, my mom actually worked for a company called Annalise Doll Factory. Mm-hmm. And so she did sewing, sewing dolls. And then after that, she worked for another company that was in Maryland. And she did, like, dog toys and dog beds. And we would actually help her, like, turn them inside out. And we'd get paid, like, five cents for everyone. We turned inside out, right side out. So um, we've always kind of sewn, like everyone in my family, and then when I moved out on my own, I I actually did not go to school. Uh, I had my youngest son when I had just turned 18, so I just always kind of did, for a while I didn't have a sewing machine, so I did some hand sewing. I actually made him some stuffed food with, like, pickles and everything, no no faces in, but then later I had my own sewing machine, and... I started making stuff in like more like purses, but I would kind of do like purses that were not normal purses. Like I did a purse that's like a hedgehog because oh. <laughs> <laughs> to me it wasn't like a lot of fun just to sew a purse. It would be more fun if I could make it something else, but so a hedgehog purse, things like that. So
0: you really have had no formal training in the sculptural type of no, sewing? Just
1: basically, what my parents, you know, taught us
0: wow that's really that's impressive because it, like, because I mean you're not doing just you know sewing two rectangles together i mean you're right. you're doing some really interesting things now. do you sketch out your designs ahead of time or?
1: um sometimes I do keep a sketchbook, and when something hits me i'll I'll usually jot it down and sometimes I just have to go with fabric and try to make it you know but i don't I was telling someone earlier they were like, "How do you come up with stuff and i don't like normally sit down and go I want to try to make an ice cream cone what usually happens is I'm like sitting there and the construction of something kind of comes to me like I could make something like this and or a fabric like I'll see a fabric and I'm like that's that's really like an ice cream cone you know Mm -hmm. it's not normally that I just go through and pick some things and then try to make it 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 has to be more like the fabric or something about sewing a tube strikes me as that's like a cinnamon roll <laughs> <So>.
0: <laughs> do you use typically all the same fabrics, or do you use a variety of fabrics, or how does that
1: work? Well, and I use a lot of fleece and wool felt, but I do have a huge fabric stash, as I'm sure <laughs> most people might have one as well, but um whenever I see interesting fabrics that you know just are odd, I will buy them like a yard or two, and then I keep them. And then I might use them later, or they might sit there for a few years. But I do most of the stuff I make is, like, with uh, fleece or wool felt.
0: When did My Paper Crane first appear on the Internet?
1: Um, it was about three and a half years ago, and I just decided to make a website for fun. I I had just had my youngest son, and I decided that I was going to stay home with him for a while. And so I thought, oh, well, it would be fun to make a website. Just I could sell some things every now and then. Because at that time, I was, I was selling some of my stuff at a store in Baltimore, just on consignment, just a couple of things. And so I just started the website, and it was really unprofessional and actually kind of embarrassing, if I go back and look at old pages. But, um, yeah, it was just something for fun and, you know, to get in touch with other people that made stuff.
0: And were you selling – so that's the first time you, you attempted to sell anything on the Internet it was three and a half years yeah. ago. But you had been making yeah. – how, how many years before that? You I guess when, how long ago did you get started just selling things?
1: Selling stuff was even just a couple months before that. And that was only because we knew a girl that she had a store in Baltimore and she was trying to get people to do stuff on consignment. So, and I would just kind of make like whatever I wanted to and give it to her and she would sell it there. So even that was a totally new experience for me.
0: Well, and it sounds like you you got right into it full blast, (laughs) you know, kind of went full blast with this and, uh. Um, how, how has that experience been to be able to, to stay? Because I'm assuming you're still working from home. And, yeah, um
1: it's, it's really great. Like, you know, you get to choose your own hours. It's a lot of work, but it, it's been really great. When I used to work in a cubicle, actually, I used to make stuff then, too. But Yeah, what was your day job? <laughs> um, I actually, I worked for a bank, a credit card company. So I took calls in a cubicle, and I would sit there and make stuff. And, and my bosses actually let me, but... I would bring in everything from, like, one time I pieced a quilt and the hand sewed it together to, like, uh, huge <laughs> elaborate paper projects and um, all while talking to card members on the so, um And then after that I worked for an insurance company, same thing, in a cubicle, but they did not allow me to make stuff. So <laughs> that was really hard going to work every day.
0: Yeah, I can imagine. So you you really found, I mean, you knew that about yourself, that you wanted to make stuff. Yeah, <laughs> was it hard to to turn? I mean, to to let go. I mean, I, obviously, it sounds like you, you you're doing what you love right now. But mm-hmm. were you concerned when you decided? You know, and at what point did you decide not to go back to your day job?
1: Um, I was a little worried, like you know, about financial things. Um, my husband had just started working at the tattoo shop too then, so he wasn't making a lot of money either. But it was something we really you know wanted to do. I wanted to be able to stay home, and we were like, we'll find a way to make it work, and. We were used to being poor, <laughs> so it was—it wasn't weird, you know. We were okay, and we didn't have a lot of expenses, so um, it worked out. And and then I just never went back because, you know, I've been doing this full time, so it's—it's it's worked out fine.
0: I've received personally quite a few requests. You know, can you interview Heidi or my oh, favorite I crane? So it's really Thanks. so. I mean, obviously, you are. You're very well known um, as far as crafters and, and artists on the internet, so you, you, that's pretty cool. And because it's occasionally, I'll get like repeat requests from uh-huh. you know people, and, and you were one of them. In fact, that's someone so this crazy. someone asked this week, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, stay tuned. Uh, we have an interview set up. So, wow. so yeah, yeah, so that's sorry.
1: pretty. cool. It was hard to. Oh. Not but a problem. I don't <laughs> hey,
0: I, don't worry about it. I have uh, two kids myself and a crazy life, so not a problem. <laughs> um, and uh, can we talk a little bit about what, um, the things you make? And I'm sure. curious about, you said you started out, it sounded like you started out making for your your oldest son just some kind of toys, you know, plush yeah, toys.
1: Um that was even way before I started my business and I, I even forgot about it. Like I sewed a whole little sandwich, like pickles and everything out of felt and other things like that. And then... I, I didn't have a sewing machine, so I do a lot of hand sewing, like little toys and things. Then when I first, went, when I started my business and I was making the purses that it was okay, but not really something I was into, like I, like I said, I had to make them odd in some way. And one day I found a scrap of fabric. I had it was like a fake um, leather fabric, and I was looking at the wrong side of it, and it looked like bread crust because it was a long strip. And I'm like, I should make a, a piece of bread. So I did... And uh, then my husband's like, you should make a toaster. So I made a toaster, and then <laughs> I was like, oh, you know what? I can make these toasters into purses. So then it was toaster purse that held a slice of bread. So then the bread became a change purse, and then it just kind of went from there. Like then I made a tampon because I thought it'd be funny. And
0: well, and that yeah. ended up everywhere on the internet. I mean, didn't people go? Uh, didn't you? Po- did you post that picture somewhere? Because I know I saw a picture. Oh, the tampon. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: I saw I still sell them. Um, I get lots of odd stuff about that. Some really nice stuff, but sometimes it's all Google it. <laughs> It'll be like, this woman must be absolutely insane. I can't believe she makes a tampon doll. That's so disgusting. And I'm like, oh, it's supposed to be funny. It's not. It's not
0: yeah, they obviously don't really appreciate what you're doing because it's not like you're making a business making um, plush tampons.
1: I, mean, that's, <laughs> right, I right.
0: mean, you do a lot of other things, and that's kind yeah. of one, you know, yeah, so hopefully people don't log on and and see the toilet and think this woman's crazy. Oh, she only makes toilets, you know. I mean, because yeah. just...
1: even if I did, like, I don't, I don't really understand what's so weird about it. Like, it's an everyday thing, you know. Yeah, uses it. it's, it's not like something thick and twisted. <laughs> no,
0: and I think so. the thing that's so funny about it is I think anytime you, there's something that, you know, from our daily life, whether it be a piece of toast or, you know, tissues or whatever else that you're right. making, it's really funny to see it plush, like in a plush, you know, and, and that's something that's like a piece of food, but it's a piece of food with like these this funny little face on it, you know.
1: Yeah. Um, it,
0: it's, it's kind of, it, it just, there's a sense of humor to it that, I don't know, anytime I see some, whether it's crocheted food or... or plush food, I, I kind of think, oh, that's kind of funny, you know, just to see, yeah. are you coming at it just from a, with a sense of humor, like, oh, this would be kind of cute if I could do this, you know?
1: Yeah, that's the other thing. Like, I just make stuff that I like and it, you know, I enjoy and I think it's funny. And, um, I've even had people at like shows, like most people are really into it, but I've had like one lady looks at my table and she's like, we don't eat sugar in my house. And I'm like, but it's not sugar. It's fake. It's pretend, you know, it's sugar-free. Like some people take it really seriously. Wait a second! Someone said
0: they they walked past your table and said we don't eat sugar in our house. What does that have to yeah. do with anything? Because who's going They're not gonna eat your.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, it's not, and and it's not like I only make food stuff. And I'm like, I'm not promoting sugar, you know. By this, <laughs> I I just thought it's fun, cute little things but you know some people
0: have a different take on it but that's okay well it's really it's, it's, it's probably really hilarious to sit at a table because i know i've had this experience myself uh, i used to do a lot of um like art and craft shows with mm-hmm. um my weaving and i made these chenille scarves and you know had them on a display and um, i had a couple old women come past and they were like oh jeez," and then one says to the other who would pay thirty five dollars for a dishcloth? <laughs> and they weren't dishcloths. I mean, they were scarves. I mean, I, yeah. I and I was like mortified at the thought of someone like washing their, you know, like, their dishes with yeah. these things, these chenille scarves. But it's it was it, one of those experiences where I just kind of sat back and smiled as you know, friendly as I could, <laughs> and yeah. just kind of yeah. take it all in because people say the darndest things, and I think they sometimes forget that you've slaved away for hours, missed yeah. you know, tons of sleep. To get the stuff done, so um, yeah, but that's that's funny. The sugar thing didn't come up, but I wasn't making <laughs> I wasn't making food, so um, so the piece of toast and the toaster was the first thing. And did you try to sell that right away, or did you walk around using that purse yourself? And- um,
1: no, I had I had a little bit of a blog on my website, so I would post about things, and I'm sure I posted about it. And I I did sell right away. I've never actually even used a toaster purse myself, but it's because. I would never be able to fit all my purse contents into a toaster purse. I have a lot of stuff in my purse. so. But, but yeah, it's right away. And, actually, it's one of the things that every time I do make them, they sell out really fast. And, and I'm actually even a little tired of making them. So I've taken a break for a while.
0: Then what did you make after the toast? What was the next thing?
1: Um, that was when I made the tampon. And then I don't really remember um, what came next. I kind of, I'm sure, lots of things at once.
0: Well, if you could list off some of, the, maybe some of the things that you've made. You don't have to list everything, but some of the things that have been, like, really popular for you.
1: Um, I've made, like, there's uh, older stuff that I've made that I don't make anymore just for a while. Like, I haven't made in a couple years. Like, I used to make sushi dolls and little fortune cookie dolls that you could open and put a fortune inside. Um, the toaster first star is always really popular. And the tampon doll, too, which is funny because it was one of my first things. Um but I've made things like big cakes. Uh, I've made trees, like a, a kind of life-size tree, almost as tall as a person. Um, those are more like kind of one-of-a-kind things. Obviously, I don't make like 10 and put them up for sale. But
0: The toilet that you made, is that something that um, someone would buy and be like an original one-of-a-kind thing, or do you plan to make more of those?
1: I am gonna put it for sale, and I don't know if I'll make another one. Like sometimes when things take a long time, or or I might change things if I make another one. Right now, I don't have plans to make another one, but even if I do, it'll probably be different. But yeah, I do plan on having it for sale there. But and how big is that? I can... um, it's about two and a half feet tall or so. It's not quite like five, but. Not really little either. <laughs> and, what,
0: and what is your intention, like, with that? When you made this thing, I, what were you envisioning that someone would, if they bought it, what they would do with it? Do you see it as something they'd probably not necessarily put in their bathroom because they probably wouldn't have, I mean, that's not really a great place to put art, you know, of, of that yeah, size. Yeah, you we know?
1: have a big bathroom. We have a really small bathroom, so it wouldn't fit in our bathroom. But um, a lot of my stuff that I make, like, um, you could sew a hook on the back and hang on the wall, which is what we do with a lot of stuff that we have. But something like that, obviously, you'd have to actually set it somewhere. But usually, that's my intention. Like some people come up, and they're like, "Well, I love this, but I don't have any kids." And I'm like, "You don't need kids. You know, you, you can buy it still." But I don't say anything usually. I just smile.
0: Yeah.
1: And um, <laughs> I think like sometimes people don't realize, like, "Oh, you know, I could I could hang this on my wall," or, but. I yeah, don't know. You, you don't um, have to. Have a lot kids. of people buy it, you know, just as adults. But and some people buy it for kids, which is fine too. But.
0: And how much is is the toilet?
1: Um, it's probably going to be a hundred dollars. I haven't decided yet for sure.
0: Yeah, well, that seems that seems actually cheap for you. Probably put you probably put a lot of of time into that. Yeah. Have you received any strange requests for plush th- people that, saying, "Hey, can you make me this"?
1: I did have um, one lady who emailed me and asked if I could make um, a plush colon for someone that had colon surgery and had to have theirs removed. So oh wow! I did. And that was fun, and I, I actually posted it in a picture of a body, like I found online, um, so in the place of a colon, and it was smiling and happy, and she was going to give it to him, and then actually, after I posted the picture, I had someone else, they were like, oh, I really want one of those, too, so I ended up making two. Oh,
0: wow. Um,
1: and they were both, I think, for people that had, had parts of their colon removed, so I thought that was kind of cool.
0: Well, and I think it's a way, too, to just makes someone feel like it it makes light of a situation that's I mean it's pretty serious yeah that's a delicate
1: situation yeah kind of like
0: yeah yeah well that's really that's that's neat that you were able to to do that for for somebody so
1: yeah that was fun
0: yeah well and so it sounds like you are just you know totally awesome when it comes to just helping people uh you just (laughs) find some joy In either everyday things, or in that in that case uh, of the colon, I mean that's a very serious issue that someone was dealing with. So, yeah. how do you, so how does that make you feel?
1: Um, I never really thought about that <laughs> thought about it that way, but um, good, yeah, that's it, it is nice. It's it's nice when people come up, like when I'm selling stuff in person, it's nice because you get to see the first reaction, and and when people laugh and smile, it, it is really cool.
0: And with the first piece of toast that you made, did you put a face on it and, like, put the eyes on it yeah. that are kind of your... Yeah, <laughs> the and
1: face kind of right away. I don't I don't really know why, but it just seemed, you know, it needed a face. And then the toaster didn't get a face, but it's just because it was holding the toast,
0: so... Well, and that's become kind of your, your trademark, is those eyes with... Um, usually there's yeah. a, a teardrop. Do you have... A, or is that just... Um, maybe I'm making a generalization here. But do you have a teardrop every... And so-
1: um. Yeah, anything that's sad, which is like the burnt toast because he's burnt. Okay. Um, the tree stumps because they're cut down. They're, right. they're sad trees. The used tissues. They're used, obviously, so they're sad. Um, anything that I think would be sad to me it has a teardrop. And anything else is happy. Like I have a tissue box with a happy tissue because he doesn't really get that he's going to be used and thrown away. Uh, so he's happy, and then the used ones are sad and crying.
0: Well, I think that's really interesting to hear, you know, kind of the story behind what you're, what you're doing and what you're creating and why do you do it? Like when people come up to you and say, why do you make this stuff? I mean, what, what do you, what is your response to that?
1: Um, well, it's basically just stuff that I would enjoy again, like stuff that makes me happy. Like, even if I wasn't, if I just shut down my website and turned off the internet and didn't have it, I would still have to make this stuff. (laughs) Like I'd just make it for myself. So I'd make like a couple of each for my kids, you know? So it's it's just something i really like doing and and some people don't get it you know what what are these for i don't understand are they dog toys and i'm like no you know they're just they're just things like i don't i don't really ever know what to call them but like the thing where people think they have to buy it only if they have kids i'm like no you know they're for everyone so well it's hard to explain sometimes
0: have you ever exhibited your work in any art galleries
1: um, yeah, actually, uh, quite a few this year was really the first time. It, it started with a Plus U show in Seattle, and then I've done a bunch since then. I actually have a solo show coming up in February of next year at Art Star in Philadelphia, so I'm excited oh, wow. about that. Congratulations. Thank That's you. That's wonderful. I'm going to make some fun stuff, <laughs> all kinds of new stuff for it, so... I'm excited.
0: Well, that what, can you give us any hints of what what types um, of things you're going to be? I
1: am hoping to make a huge tree that will go all the way up across the ceiling and stuff, and then lots of other stuff too. But that's what I the, the main thing I want to make.
0: So, what is it with trees? Because you like uh, you like to make yeah, trees. Yeah, I really
1: like trees. Um, I don't know if you ever saw, but I have a tree hair girl that her hair turns into trees and that tree branches. Because anytime I grew my hair out, I just Get like these little dreads, like it just happens, and I feel like they're tree branches sometimes they're like so thick and crazy. So then I drew the tree hair girl because that, that's how I feel, and yeah, I just really like trees.
0: And do you have a big space to work? I mean, how are you gonna make? I mean, because I just I'm trying to think of a tree that's gonna go up to the ceiling. That's gonna be a big tree.
1: Yeah, it's going to be big. um I'm gonna probably do it in parts and then assemble it the night before.
0: Wow, the night. Um, I actually
1: take it and put it up, like oh, wow. like so together. But um, I I do have one whole room that in our house just for my stuff. So it's it's nice, I, and it's the biggest biggest bedroom of the house that I use. <laughs> I took it for myself, and um, yeah, I use it as an art studio. So I have a lot of room.
0: Is it surprising to you? Because when you first started making, you made that first piece of toast, and then the toaster purse. Did you ever mm-hmm. imagine that you were going to be exhibiting in a gallery you having a no, solo show yeah it is
1: really surprising to me i still think like whoa they want my stuff in an art gallery that's awesome you know like it still surprises me no it's it's really cool well
0: i think it's wonderful especially to see um kind of more of the fiber art getting mm. um, its due in yeah. the gallery setting because i know that a lot of modern day um crafters and artists sometimes are you know have a hard time breaking into the gallery scene so it sounds like you've You've done that, and that's fabulous. Um, Yeah,
1: I think it's, like, the same thing. Like, some people don't get it. They're like, well, what are they? You know, they can't be art. I mean, they're toys, so yeah, it's really nice to like have places ask, you know, to have it in their shows. Like that makes me feel really good.
0: Well, you know, what's funny about that is, you know, you say that you know, people don't get it, but it, I, I think your stuff is a lot easier to get than like some of these abstract paintings. <laughs> like you walk in and you're like looking at it. Well, I mean, have, uh, yeah, you, I understand. have you had that experience where you walk in and there's supposed to be some like deep meaning? And it's like, I, I'm like, okay, I, I don't really understand. <laughs> yeah. I mean I appreciate it. I definitely appreciate it. But you know, if you put, you know, a plush um piece of toast next to this painting, I'm like, okay, I get the plush piece
1: yeah. piece of toast, you
0: know. <laughs> um so that's that's really interesting, you know, how um the art world is sometimes um just yeah. you know, it's it's a crazy scene sometimes. Um I actually skipped over this. Can you explain the name of your website, My Paper Crane? Um,
1: yeah, what- Back when I was in my cubicle job, one of the things um, I did was origami. And the first thing I made was a paper crane, and I just, it really amazed me. Like, I was, I couldn't believe it. And I did other things since then, like flowers and stuff, but I always kept coming back and making paper cranes. And so I made many, many paper cranes. And back then, my husband and I would always talk about, oh, it would be so cool to open our own store, and you could sell stuff that you make. And we were like, we would name it My Paper Crane and hang cranes from the ceiling and stuff, so of course we never we never did, but then when I made my website, you know, it just became the name, and, and it's basically, to me, it's like, you know, how you can take a piece, just a square of paper, and you can make this amazing bird. It's like the same thing, like I just want to take simple things and make them into something that you wouldn't expect, you know, like sometimes you look at a square of paper and you wouldn't expect that you could make it this really pretty bird, so...
0: So is that a first uh origami experience influenced your work? Cuz it's not, you're, I mean you're taking scrap, you know, just pieces of fabric and changing them into these giving them dimension with mm-hmm. with all the things that you're creating. So I don't know if it seems like you have a kind of a common thread there.
1: Yeah, it just really I don't know, really amazed me still. Like the the paper crane, something about it, like just how it's so easily made cuz I mean it was the first thing I made out of origami and and it just really stuck with me.
0: So did you find that you had people clamoring to see what was going on in your cubicle when you were working yeah. your day job? Yeah, <laughs> they
1: would always ask me, like, what are you making today? And it's like, oh, this. And and people come by. Even, like, my boss's boss would say, oh, what are you working on? You know, they're pretty laid back there to let me do all kinds of outrageous things. And I worked um, first shift, which was, like, 6 in the morning till 3, so there wasn't as many people there. So I'm sure that's another reason I could get away with it.
0: And that must have made it so much more fun.
1: It did. Actually, I didn't mind coming to work because I had, like, so many of my tools and, like, things there. Like, I had boxes and toolboxes, <laughs> so it was kind of <laughs> like going to go make stuff. You know, I never even thought about the credit card aspect of it. I'd just be like, oh, I'm going to work now, you know, kind of excited. Like, I'm going to go make stuff. Now, did you so, – so
0: did you forget at times that you at your actual job was yeah, to actually answer yeah, the phone? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Well, that was – and you were getting paid, too. Exactly. So that's pretty like cool. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's really fantastic. Um, can you can you talk a little bit about your experience, what it's like to run a creative business?
1: Sure. Um, it, it is a lot of hard work. Um, and I, when I first started, I had, like, this little handmade kind of website. I don't know how to do any of that website stuff, and I still don't. Um, but then this lovely lady, Kristen Davenport, approached me, and she said that she wanted to make a website for me because that's what she does. And she would do it for free. Well, I ended up doing it for trade because it's awesome. I love my new site that she made for me. And so, of course, I sent her stuff. But um, now it's so much easier. Like, she installed Zen Cart for me so I can use that. And
0: She installed what for you?
1: Zen Cart. Um, it's like a shopping cart oh, system. Okay. And it's free. Okay. And that's what I use through my store. And it just made things so much easier. But it's still a lot of work. Like, every day, like, just even with the tax things, which are not huge, like, on math and numbers I prefer to be showing something but it's just something you have to do you know when you're I mean I guess you could hire someone but I I couldn't do that so it's just it is a lot of work but it's a lot of fun too and the good thing is you know you work for yourself so you create your own hours but
0: and how many hours do you would you say you put in a week
1: um it's hard I guess it varies like it can be over 40 hours in a week. It could be less than 20. It just depends on what I have going on. Um, like if I have a show coming up and I need to do a lot of sewing or a big wholesale order, I, it could be longer, like late into the night. But it, it, it depends. Like it is flexible. So
0: Do you do a lot of wholesale? Or would you say a majority of your sales are just direct to customers?
1: Um, right now I'd say it's probably almost half and half. Uh, I get a lot of wholesale orders, and I've been getting more lately, and and they seem to be getting a little bit bigger. So I would say it's like probably half and half.
0: It's great that you've been able to you know keep this going, and and do you plan to just continue or? Do yeah, you have...
1: for now um, I'm just it's still just me doing all the sewing and everything, and packing and shipping and every part of it. So it's a lot of work sometimes, but I I like it just being me doing it and not like having other people not that I wouldn't want to have other people work for me but I like the fact that I'm still the person that shows every single thing and I like that when people get it you know something that I've actually made so
0: well it's probably nice having that connection too with with your customers like people that you know probably read your blog and then know what you're working on and then they are probably so excited to receive something from you (laughs) yeah
1: it yeah. is. It is fun. It's nice to to have that to be able to talk to people, you know, who are gonna get it, and then get an email from them saying they would love it or something. That's so nice. So to be able to to see the whole process, not just ship it to a store and and not know what happens. So. Right.
0: Well, how how would you say that the internet has influenced your business? I mean, do you think you'd be doing you'd be making and selling stuff?
1: I probably wouldn't, just because um, I might just be selling in some local stores like I was before, but definitely not not like I am because I'm able you know to connect with so many people all over yeah the internet's been wonderful um and and since that's where I sell everything too it's been really great I think it's actually helped a lot of small businesses that way
0: and it's you know with the blog too it's another way to to kind of market your work too because if you're involving people kind of in the process you know if they know oh she's working on this and then they're like, hey, I want to buy that.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I agree. And that's that's one of the things when I shop online, too. I like it when, you know, I can read about people's lives. And so <laughs> it's, it makes it a little bit more interesting. And then, you know, you have a more background on what you're buying and stuff. So
0: I think people really enjoy stuff, too, that they know the person who's making it loves it. Right. And it's not just like this this thing that you're, you know, in some kind of sweatshop slaving away, mm-hmm. making this for 50 cents an hour. Um But sometimes we pay ourselves about 50 cents an hour when you break it down. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Well, who are your creative influences?
1: Um, I really, really love Mary Blair, which I'm sad. Of course, she's not around any longer. But I just really love her stuff. I've been in the process of trying to find all her old books that are out of print, like try to buy them just to have because I really like her work. And then, of course, a lot of people I know online like Claire Roberts of Louie and just all the people's blogs I read, um, just the whole community, the whole craft blog community online is really awesome. And just all the people I've met, like the other people that sell at the shows I do, they're all like, just even like, sometimes the way like people go into like, ah, I made all this stuff, you know, just reading about other people doing a lot of work makes you inspired to get in there and start sewing and, and get a lot done. So that's it's been really nice that way
0: and i personally am not familiar with mary blair so can you can you tell us a little bit about her
1: she did a lot of the illustrations in, in the old disney movies and she did the small world paintings and disney world
0: oh yeah okay
1: but she has like her own books she has a golden book called i can fly which i love i found it for a nickel um at my like, goodwill and i love it i just i look through it all the time it's so beautiful and um she has some other things like song books and stuff. I just really like her style. It's really pretty neat.
0: You said she's not around. Did you mean she's she No, she died. yeah,
1: I think she died in the seventies. Okay.
0: Are you an an illustrator also?
1: Um, I do a little bit. I I would probably not call myself because <laughs> I haven't lately. Um I just haven't felt like I go through phases when I'll like paint a lot or draw or make drawings from um paper, like collages kind of things, but I it all it really goes through phases like sometimes I'll be really really into sewing and do lots which I guess I'm kind of right now and then I'll take a break and like for a month I'll just I'll still do sewing but I'll I'll do paintings and everything too.
0: And what is your favorite, obviously you sew very well, um, what, what are the other, <laughs> and you do you some painting, we just talked about that, but are there other crafts or art thing, you know, artistic things that you, you do, like I don't know if you knit or do anything um, with yarn? I or? do,
1: I knit and crochet, um, but I also spin yarn, which I love a lot. I try to keep it, I do sell the yarn online, but I keep it more of like a hobby, like on the side, um, I'll sell them when I have some, but it's really like something I do, I find truly totally relaxing and fun and it doesn't feel like work at all, especially since each yarn is one of a kind. And I just put it up if I have it. So it never feels like, oh, I've got to make 10 yarns, you know. Like right. Sometimes, like, the sewing can be like, oh, I've got to make 10 donuts, you know, or something. So it's always been just kind of a relaxing hobby.
0: And what do you make with your yarn if you're going to keep some for yourself? What types of things have you made?
1: Um, I've made, like, hats, scarves, um, I've never made anything like a sweater or anything out of even regular yarn. Uh, when I do a lot of crocheting, I've I, I crocheted some food for my kitchen. I don't know if you sell those online. I don't sell them, but I have, like, a broccoli, a corn, a cauliflower, and an onion. And they hang in my kitchen. And whenever I, – I actually have the broccoli button that's for sale on my website, and I have people always say, oh, where's the broccoli? We want to buy that. And I'm like, oh, sorry, it's in my kitchen. I only have one, so – I, I like to still make food stuff or weird things. I just sometimes will crochet them. But.
0: Well, that's really cool, and so and it's kind of neat too that you're keeping some things where you're not making 12 of them because something like that it might it it must get exhausting at times too. Yeah, when you, when you
1: it does like especially um, the more complex things. Like I I made an ice cream cone once that was out of fabric, but. I made it so it looked like a softer ice cream, so it was, like, a lot of sewing, and and I only made one of them, and I kept it for myself. But I do still take pictures and show them online so people can see it. But, yeah, there are things that I just make, and and I still just make and keep or give to my kids that aren't necessarily for sale online.
0: Well, I think that's nice because otherwise, you know, you probably would feel like, you know, you don't have, I mean, this is, the business has kind of taken over your life, you know. Yeah, and so exactly.
1: You're... Like, I don't want to always feel like everything I make has to be for sale. <laughs> right. And sometimes I have people ask me, too. They're like, oh, how much is that? I want to buy it. And I'm like, no, I'm just keeping it. <laughs> you know, it's kind of funny.
0: Yeah. Well, it's great to know that if, you know, you did want to sell it, you could. But yeah. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> it must be nice, too, to have original things in your house. I guess I'm curious about, um, if I was to walk through your house, what types of things would I see on the wall?
1: Um, if you come in my kitchen, down one wall is the crocheted vegetables, and then I have a bunch of other plush hanging up in my kitchen that I've bought, like, at different shows from different people. Um, we also have, like, lots of artwork that we bought from other people. My husband and I both, like, we have uh, different styles, but we just kind of mix them all together. And then in our dining room, it's the same thing. We have a, a big Pez case because I collect Pez, and so that's <laughs> in our dining room. And we have a big stuffed cake that I made in the dining room on on top of our bookshelf. And then just we, we collect kind of odd stuff, too. So we do a lot of thrift store shopping, and we have, like, a mannequin body and a dress form, just a, a lot of odd stuff. <laughs> there's a lot of plush throughout our whole house, and most of it's hanging on the walls. So I just even when I buy stuff from other people I just sew a little um plastic circle on the back. They sell like um under the knitting and crocheting aisles they have like I guess they're stitch markers and they're just circles. Yeah, I'm those not really plastic sure exactly rings. What they- yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, those plastic, yeah, White circles. Yeah. I buy those, and then I just sew it on the back, and then you can just, you know, put a nail on the wall and hang it really easily, so.
0: Well, and it's, that's really cool, because it's never occurred to me to hang plush on the wall, but I yeah, think that's really Yeah, I was actually going
1: to take pictures and bring to the show, because a lot of people ask, well, what could I do with this? And I'm like, oh, hang it on the wall, because we have, you know, everything hanging on the wall at our house. So I thought that maybe not a lot of people think about that. So I think I'm going to maybe do that for Renegade. Bring some photos to show, like look, you can do this.
0: So, where did you get the idea to hang plush on the wall?
1: Um, I don't know. It just seemed normal to me. I don't know. Like I've made things myself that I was gonna sew a hook on and hang on the wall, so it didn't seem weird to do it to other people's plush
0: either. It's just well, I say I think it's a great idea. In fact, I'm going oh, to I'm going to start doing that. Uh, <laughs> I think it's really fantastic because I think a lot of times, um otherwise, things that are stuff seem to get thrown like pushed into a yeah, cabinet or, fall or
1: down like if you have them on the shelf or something yeah yeah well
0: the nice thing about it too is if someone walks by and knocks the plush off the wall it's not going to break you know yeah exactly <laughs> it's probably the best kind of stuff to put on the wall
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> <You
0: know? laughs> makes total sense i don't know why more of us haven't been doing that so i don't know if you have any any interesting stories about um any particular piece that you've made that maybe got a response out of somebody that you just didn't expect?
1: I can think of a negative one, of course, but the tampon doll, like, just like I said, like, looking online, or just going on my website and tracing links back to where they came from, just some people just kind of go a little crazy that it's a tampon and, and can't understand, but then some people think it's totally great, you know, um, I know a girl at Renegade last year was walking around with a giant vagina puppet, and <laughs> Stuff, one of the tampons in it and my husband got a picture that was pretty odd
0: but um <laughs> i guess one of the issues I, I want to talk to you about is the fact that um i mean you're you're really popular i mean do you do you think you even realize just how that. i don't know it's, it's
1: weird like i don't know it's cool it's really cool i'm so glad so many people are into it but no i don't really i don't know it's kind of weird to think about
0: do you sell out of your stuff like frequently yeah
1: um right now the the shop online is looking pretty bare because i haven't updated things because i have the show this weekend but i do like even it's usually newer stuff too like when i added the cabbages and the cinnamon rolls those usually sell out within uh 20 minutes or so so i haven't i haven't been able to like keep making enough to keep them in stock but i just update like five or so when i can and and right now the shop is probably sold out of a lot of things but I just haven't even gone in and checked because I was like, well, I figure after Renegade, I'll go in and, and update all the things I have left over. So,
0: Just clicked on your site here. You have um, also the cactus, um, it looks like you made yeah, some. yeah, I
1: haven't added this to the site at all. I actually um, made them for a show that was in California. It was called Flora and Fauna, and it oh, was all okay. like outdoors and plant life. So that's when I started making the trees and everything. I see.
0: So have you done flowers too?
1: I haven't. I I made one flower for the month of Softies when it was first starting. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Mm-hmm. It's the yeah. group that Claire started, and it. I think it was May flowers, and I made a flower for that, and that's just something I kept, and I never made more. But no, I haven't made any other flowers besides that. Just the flowering cactus.
0: As I'm looking at this now, I see there's a um, there's a tree stump there. It's a sad tree. Cause been cut down mm-hmm. and i noticed that there seems to be some knitted um fabric in there did you do you knit some of this um fa- no
1: that's actually a sweater oh really that I okay got at Goodwill and cut apart okay so, i was looking for all kinds of different fabrics for like a trunk feel like you know different the um, textures yeah so i found that sweater and thought oh that's good so threw that in there too. do you recycle
0: a lot of your fa- i mean are you using fabrics um sometimes that are from goodwill or from clothes
1: most of my have? stuff is new fabric that i've that I usually try to buy wholesale, but I do go for store shopping a lot. I go to a big fabric sale that they have um, locally that they have every year, and it's all, like, old fabrics, and I I just buy tons of fabric, and when I do stuff like that, like the tree, you know, I try to use, like, whatever I can, so I'm not opposed to using thrift fabrics at all. It's just sometimes you'll run out, and then you won't have enough, like, when I made the cauliflower, I used this shirt that I got that had a really great texture and looked just like cauliflower, but I'm all out of it, so I have to find something else that I can use instead.
0: And when you go into fabric stores, do you tell the people what you're making? Do you tell them, oh, I'm trying yeah, to make some cauliflower? Yeah,
1: at local fabric store, they all know, like, they've been to my website now and everything so I've given them cards. But, of course, like, every now and then I'll go somewhere else and they'll ask, like, why do you need six yards of this? Like, what are you doing? And then I'm like, try to explain. And I'm really bad about keeping business cards on me. And my business cards actually have photos on them. So it would explain, you know, they could actually see. So I just try to explain. And they're kind of like, oh, uh (laughs) uh-huh. And one girl was like, oh, yeah, I've seen those. Everyone makes those. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) I don't think she knew what I was talking (laughs) about. I think I told her I made stuffed cabbages and She's like, oh, yeah, everyone makes those. I've seen them. And I'm like, okay.
0: Because so. <laughs> everyone does not make
1: those. <laughs> so. I, I don't think she realized what I was talking about, but I was like, oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> I think
0: sometimes people just feel like they have to feel like say, oh, yeah, yeah I know exactly yeah. what like, you're talking oh, about.
1: yeah, I know. <laughs> so. I
0: know all about that, yeah, because it's easier than saying, um, you know. I think some I like admitting when I don't know what's going on because then yeah. you, get, you feel you. more informed, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> in the end you know and why pretend you know so what is yeah, exactly <laughs> what is your absolute favorite thing that you've ever made
1: um right now I think it's the tree stumps, but I think it tr- it kind of changes like you know when I come up with a new idea I'll get really into it um but I'm still really enjoying making the tree stumps. I like filling the the lines on the top that the rings around the top I don't know why it's just like kind of like meditation or something, yeah. But um, yeah, it just it, it does change because you know after you make something for a while, I will get a little tired. I'll I'll usually stop it for a while and then I might go back to it, but definitely goes through phases of new things that I like.
0: And are you glad for for things like uh, Renegade? Um, you know, this craft fair where. Your, I mean, your table is not... I mean, if you went to a regular craft show, like the traditional craft show where people have, like, doilies out...
1: I went to one... My sister used to make candles, and so I went... She asked me to do the show with her, and I was like, sure, you know, it was, like, $20 to do it. I didn't think I would sell anything, but really, the people's attitudes, like, all day was kind of like, what? Like, what is this? I think I sold two things. Yeah. And, um... I even had one lady up there passing my table. She was like, no, that's baby stuff. and like, walked past. And I didn't know if it was because <laughs> all the pink like or something I, or pastel colors. Like she thought it was baby stuff. But yeah, I, craft fairs like that, I just, I won't even like try to do. I just know that it's, it's probably not going to be people that are into what I'm doing. So I really, really like that they, there are stuff going on like the Renegade and, you know, all of those are really great.
0: Because it kind of your table is not standing out as being this, you know, wow, what is this woman doing? Where, yeah, this where... is
1: weird, like, what is going on here? Why is this girl here? Yeah, it's it's definitely like a lot of people with the same mindset, people into the same kind of things, you know. So it's it's definitely really great.
0: Do you have any advice for um, other people out there who might they might not be sewing plush toys, but just doing whatever if they want to start? kind of their own you know kind of craft business um do you what, what advice do you have since you've been in it for a while
1: i would say to just do it like uh, something that a lot of people do is they're like well i don't know i'm not sure if i could do this i would say just go ahead and try it you know don't invest a lot of money into it if you're not sure at first but just get online especially now that you can go on the internet and and you could even sell on places like etsy and stuff just you know go ahead and try don't quit your job necessarily right away but just give it a try and, and see if it's something you like doing because, you know, you never know then you could get going and especially if you have something that's, like, your own and really original, you know, you should just really try to do something with it and see what happens.
0: Well, it's great advice, yeah. so hopefully the people listening will, will do that.
1: <laughs> yeah. I know sometimes,
0: you know, it takes um, a lot of courage to kind of step away yeah, from the cubicle. Yeah, so, like,
1: put your stuff out there. Yeah, it can be really scary sometimes, but... I think that, that especially now, like, handmade stuff is, is just becoming really big and and more accepted. I think that it's a good time to to go ahead and try.
0: And, and do you think that this is something that is a fad, or do you think this is going to last? I, I really hope it lasts myself, but um, what do you I think? I hope
1: it lasts, too, but I, I, I'm not sure. I have seen, like, in the last couple of years becoming, especially even with the shows that are going on around, but I think it's probably... Uh you know, it, I don't I don't see that something that's gonna just die, but it it'll probably slow down. I, I think they'll always be really accepted now now it seems okay to make stuff, whereas, you know, when I was like fifteen it was kinda like you make know, stuff so that's so weird. <laughs> so yeah, I I don't know. I hope it doesn't go anywhere.
0: Well it, it's funny too because I think uh crafting it's kind of skipped a generation in a way where some, yeah. of, some of the women who were, you know, kind of entering the workforce in the 70s were kind of like, okay, I'm not touching the yarn because that was something that's into women's rights and, and wanted to kind of claim your spot, and, you know, women power. Right. You didn't want to be caught dead with, you know, um, yarn and, you know, maybe a sewing machine or wearing an apron. Um, you know, and now it's like people are making their own aprons and posting them on the internet and they look so awesome. And it's like, yeah. we're, so we're, we're putting our aprons on and we're getting to work with, you know, whatever we're work you know, whatever craft or art form we're into. And I mean, it's kind of interesting to see how it's kind of empowered um, so many people to make a living for themselves on the internet and or just in their you know so they don't have to go into the cubicle setting and what do you, what do you make of that because now i mean it sounds like i mean you're, you're describing that your hair when you grow it out you know you have dreadlocks and i mean you're not exactly the um what you're like a, a you don't look like a grandma you know knitting yeah, or something yeah. so i mean how no
1: it's it's definitely really cool i i agree with you it's it's something now i guess you know we don't have to sit down and make stuff like that we can like it's not how we're going to live we're not like having to make our own socks and and clothing to live it's something we can do because we want to and enjoy doing and I think a lot of people are realizing that and and so it's it is more accepted now and I think it's really cool because I've always liked making stuff it's something like I really enjoy but I remember even even a time like crocheting like feeling kind of embarrassed you know being (laughs) being in the open doing it because people would look at you like why are you doing this this is such a grandmother thing you know it's like well I like it you know it's fun like even cross-stitch I remember cross-stitching when I was like 12 or 13 and being like kind of embarrassed I would hide it if my friends came over so (laughs) yeah it's cool that it's that it's so much more you know acceptable and and that people are getting into it I, I think it's something great that people should try
0: is there any, anything that comes to mind that you, you know, I haven't asked you about that you, you think is important for people to know? Uh,
1: the only thing um, that I have, like, coming up is in August, um, I'm actually, there's going to be some toys coming out with Kidrobot robot that are um, vinyl toys made, um, like my donut dolls. Um, that I worked with them to make. So that's kind of exciting. I'm really excited about that. Oh, so, this that. is but, like um, kind of a mass
0: produced toy then that's coming out?
1: Yeah, they're um, like little vinyl donuts. And they'll be coming out this August. So, I'm really excited. That's the first time I ever did anything like that. And, uh, and that actually came from Renegade, too. They said they walked around and saw my stuff and they contacted me later, but that's where they saw it. So, that was kind of cool that uh, that can, you know, be even different opportunities just from going to something like that and selling your stuff, so... And what is the name of that
0: company again that's... Um, um, Kid Robot. Kid Robot, okay. And where can people buy those?
1: Um, They have a website online. It's kidrobot.com, but they also have stores in Brooklyn and two in California. Okay. Well, that's really cool. So you're going to yes. be doing...
0: It's going to be... They're starting with the donuts. Are they doing any other... Making anything um, else? I don't
1: know. It might. We haven't talked about anything yet, but they've, they've talked about maybe making large donuts, too, which would be really cool, so... I just think it's really cool. Like, it's so weird to see something you've made, like, in a vinyl toy form. Like, just blows my mind. <laughs>
0: and the intention is for people, like, collectors, to continue to to get it in vinyl. Yeah. Or, yeah.
1: Um, they're going to come in what's called a blind assortment, which means they're all in the same kind of boxes, and then they're wrapped, and so you don't know which one you're going to get. And there's two that are rare, so pretty pretty striking.
0: Well, and, and how much will those sell for? Do you know?
1: Um, I'm not sure yet. I just... I just got samples of them, so I don't know what the prices are going to be.
0: Oh, that's really cool. And what was that experience like to, to see? Because obviously you're giving, I mean, you're collaborating, so you're you're not completely in control of yeah. the process. Yeah, um,
1: they're really awesome to work with. They, you know, got my approval on everything, and uh, I had to help them with designing the box and um, designing the donuts, of course. Like, I had to, to put my plush, I had to send them pictures, but also on the computer, put it into a uh, kind of two-dimensional you know colors and everything like the form so they could change it into into the little curly toys so it's awesome
0: well that's exciting that's really exciting so you're just who knows where this will lead
1: yeah it's it's crazy like i keep thinking like wow this is amazing and then you know something else comes and it's like wow very exciting
0: Yeah, well, congratulations to you. That's just wonderful to see. Now, do you have any plans to do any kind of a a book or sell any patterns? I
1: would love to do a book. Um, It's a lot of work, though. I've looked into it a little just because I thought it would be really cool to do. I do have some some things that I've made coming out in different books. They all should be, like, next year. There's actually four different books coming out, all by different people, but they're going to be, like, compilation books with, you know, different stuff. One will feature, like, photos of people's studios also and they'll all have like a little project in it so that's
0: kind of cool well that's cool so people will be able to maybe try to make something at home yeah well and it sounds like you just really love the process of of making things
1: yeah I just really I enjoy it so I don't know in the future maybe a book with everything (laughs) it's hard to say
0: Well, yeah, you wouldn't want to do that now while you're making this stuff. Yeah, I'm
1: still really into making it all, so I figure if I ever get just so burnt out and I just need to, you know, start over with all new stuff, I'll just put everything out in a book and then people can make it themselves.
0: (laughs) Have you ever been creatively blocked? Like, where you you go into your studio and you're like, you know what, I just, I can't think of anything to do, or do you always find that you have a new idea and...
1: Well, I don't have, like, set times that I, like, go in to create stuff, so I really, unless there's stuff I have to do, like, I really am only in here making stuff that when I have, like, an idea of something I need to do or... So if I don't, I just, you know, I go out and walk around and do something else. I just... I try not to come in and make stuff if I'm not feeling like it, just because I always want it to be something that's that's fun, you know, enjoyable. I don't want to... I mean, there are times when... Uh, For a wholesale order, I had to make 200 milk dolls, and I confused the the date it was supposed to be shipped by, so I had, like, two days to get them all finished, and, of course, that was not the most fun thing in the entire world, but, you know, I had to do it. But, you know, there are times, everyone goes through times when you're just not feeling like making stuff, and I just try to stay away or work on something else, like spin yarn and just a, a totally different thing, so I don't feel bored with what I'm doing.
0: Oh, That's probably a good strategy, because I think sometimes people say, oh, I must do something right now.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I feel like you should, you should always enjoy it, or or what's the point, you know, might as well go work back in the cubicle if you're not going to be happy while you're doing it.
0: Right, right, for sure. And have you ever, I mean, I look at some of this stuff, and, I, and I'm just looking at your website now, and I mean, you have, the, just it's amazing what you've been able to make out of fabric. Nice. Now, <laughs> have you ever had an idea like, okay, I'm going to make a cake, or I'm going to make a cabbage, or whatever, and just had trouble getting it to go that way? Because it just seems like the stuff comes together so well for you.
1: Um. Well, even the toilet, I'm not totally happy with the toilet bowl. Like, I really wanted it to be more um, that I could, like, actually just, it looked more like the inside of a toilet. And it's like, you know, of course, once I stuff it, it, it kind of smooshes in on itself a little. So that's why I thought maybe I might make another one in the future and try to play with the design a little so it's, it, there there are some things I'm not always happy with, but usually I'll play around. Like, I made um, toasted marshmallows, and I had to play around with those for a while because with that I dye the uh, the fabric to look like it's toasted. And I have a couple that just look really awful, and I just usually go through and, and try a couple if it's not working. And I try not to give up because when I have an idea, it usually sticks with me, and I'm like, oh, i I got to make this, so... Or with the marshmallow, I did actually get it to work, but at first I have a couple of really ugly looking marshmallows sitting around in in here.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that'll give people some hope, too, to hear that even (laughs) Heidi has trouble sometimes.
1: (laughs) Yeah, of course, yeah, everyone, you know, it's not always going to be perfect the first time. I try to boost some of the bad stuff, too, like I made a speaker and, and like a stereo speaker and... I'm not happy with it at all. Yeah, it's sitting up on the shelf. Actually, I can see it right now, and I'm just like, "Oh, that's so ugly." <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, do you keep your your studio pretty neat? Um,
1: it it can be. I like it to be clean because then I I definitely feel like doing you know things in it. If it gets really messy and out of hand, I just I usually have to stop and clean because I can't take it. Like it just makes me feel so blah. But um, right now it's it's pretty destroyed. Uh, I have like piles of fabric here and there and things so when I get home I'm planning a huge cleaning before I start making anything else because I I just won't be able to take it
0: and do people ever like come up to you and like feel like they know you and you're kind of like I don't know this person
1: (laughs) Um, I'm really bad with names so sometimes I will like kind of know them from online and they'll tell me their name and I'm just like I have no idea (laughs) I'm really (laughs) bad about that but yeah, some people, like, they'll, you know, they'll come and say hi, and they're like, I know you don't know me, but I feel like I know you because I read your blog, and I think that's so cute, but sometimes I'm like, well, do you have a blog? I want to, you know, I to know you too, so, yeah, it's kind of funny, because there's blogs of people I read, and, you know, I feel like I kind of know them, but, you know, they might not even read mine, so it's kind of funny.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, the internet is, is, the whole community that's developed um, yeah. online with crafters is really amazing and um, I think unbelievable to people who aren't into it and have no idea yeah it.
1: yeah some people don't understand they're like why would you do that why would you want to post pictures and talk about your life online <laughs> it is funny
0: well and it's it I, I don't know about you but it, I when I read these blogs and I see the work people are doing it, it's and I talk to people on this show it's really it makes me feel a little more normal you know <laughs> it's like <Yeah>. okay <laughs> there are other people out there that like to make stuff too and Exactly. You know, this isn't this is some kind of absurd thing that, you know, we, we're all doing in isolation here. So that's that's cool to see. Uh, do you consider yourself an artist uh, with, when you create these things?
1: I never go around when people ask me what I do. I'm like, oh, I make stuff. Because, like, I feel weird, like, saying artists. Like, I feel like, like people are going to be like, oh, well, what school did you go to? Not like I think someone needs schooling to be an artist. But I just feel, like, odd saying it myself. Um, but... You know, like uh in in an article they called me a fiber artist and my husband's like, Oh, I really like that. I, I like it with the word fiber. It doesn't sound so scary like saying I'm an artist, like I just I feel weird saying it. But um I I don't know. I when I when people ask me I say I make stuff but I I'd like it to be considered art, but I don't know, I still still don't feel totally comfortable saying it.
0: Well are you I mean but you're making up, I mean you're making these three dimensional objects out of Basically, just what comes into your head. I mean, that's pretty. Yeah. Yeah. I, you're an artist, Heidi. <laughs>
1: Thanks. You're an, art, you're an artist. <laughs> I take that as a compliment. <laughs> yeah, I think you're definitely
0: an artist. And, Even though I
1: can't use the word myself. <laughs> you know,
0: that's fine. I think that what's make makes you all the more fantastic because I think sometimes people go around. Oh, you know, I'm an artist.
1: Yeah, I just I feel <laughs> weird saying that. Like some people think. Like I don't know. Like I don't want to associate anything bad with the word because there's there's not at all. And I wish I felt okay saying
0: it but yeah well i, guess, I, I will know. i will label you an artist okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, the other thing that i'm curious about too is i'm looking at your website and i see all these friendly little melt cartons staring back at me into pieces of toast do you work from patterns like do you make a pattern with your first one or do you how do you
1: um i actually seem,
0: don't you don't okay so
1: everything just, i make is basically one of a kind um because it's slightly different uh I never, I've tried like keeping patterns before, like a couple paper pieces, like for the toast, just so they'll all be really uniform in size. But then I was like, you know, I don't, I don't really want them to be so exactly close. So no. And my husband says it kind of amazes him sometimes that I can like cut out something, like not haphazardly, but, but kind of, and, and have it look good when it's done, like look just like the other one. He's like, how can you do that? And I'm like, well, you know, you do it so many times and it's just kind of normal you kind of know where to cut and well so you just
0: like you just sit down by the fabric and you just start cutting
1: yeah you don't draw anything (laughs) out on
0: the fabric yeah okay you you do draw something oh no no, I don't draw sorry okay you're definitely an artist
1: (laughs) (laughs) that is awesome no I just cut I couldn't keep patterns like that's just I don't like patterns to be with. like the paper tissue paper patterns I've tried to use them for clothing in the past and I'm just like they just drive me nuts and then so yeah I've never I've never been one to, like, pin down patterns and cut things out, so. Well, yeah, you're
0: definitely, that's awesome. And do you ever make clothes?
1: Uh, I've tried. I've made some for myself. I'm definitely not a clothing kind of person, a seamstress or anything. I, I make some stuff. I'm trying to. I'd really like to. Like, skirts are easy, but, like, shirts I really struggle with. I've made a few, but I'd love to make all my clothes. <laughs> but I don't know if I have the time or I, I'm definitely not a when it comes to stuff like clothing and just too much have it has to be like precise you know for it to fit right and not pucker in areas
0: yeah i, I can hear what you're saying about the clothing is difficult but you are you excel when it comes to plush toys so you know that's just go with that you know
1: yeah well you
0: never know maybe in the next phase of your life you'll be doing clothing with food uh, yeah,
1: maybe like food, of, to or yeah, food to wear Yeah, food to wear,
0: like giant costumes or
1: something. Mm-hmm. That would be fun. Actually, I did make giant bread costumes once for my husband and I. We were peanut butter and jelly one Halloween. Oh, wow.
0: So, That's awesome. That was fun. I ask um, all the people that I interview uh, if they have any kind of project or it's something they want to post.
1: I actually, I don't know if you ever saw this because it was an, a really old entry on my blog, but I made um, these cookies that look like uh, little piles of poop uh-huh. <laughs> and it's comes first but they're really cute and they have eyeballs um i can give you all that <laughs> yeah why not <laughs> if you want to post it uh oh
0: they're actual they're actually like cookies that you eat they're
1: cookies that you oh. eat they're <laughs> chocolate cookies <laughs> <laughs> and um i have photos and i have the recipe um i can give you i i was making cookies one day and had leftover chocolate dough and we happen to have candy eyes too uh so it was kind of perfect
0: Yeah, that that, I think that could be funny. Yeah, and plus plus it also kind of is a kind of you know edible um, you know humor that you uh, you know kind of like
1: edible my paper crane. Yeah,
0: the same um, kind of sense of humor you bring to your work, and that's have you ever made plush poop?
1: I haven't, just because. Well, when I made the toilet, I kind of wanted to, but I know actually a lot of people online that make plush poop, so I felt just like you know I wouldn't want them to be like, oh, I make that. (laughs) So not like you know if someone makes something nobody else can but i just felt like "Eh, i i won't do that so
0: yeah i thought
1: i might make some for like uh my nephews for christmas though it's based off the soup cookies (laughs) 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 i have all boy nephews so well that
0: (laughs) would be that would be totally cool for boys yeah and your sons probably what does your sons think of the the poop cookies?
1: <laughs> um, they're into them. They ate them. Now, what are <laughs> they're they, okay with
0: that. Now, it's just chocolate, like a chocolate, what kind of yeah, recipe?
1: Just, um, I made uh, refrigerator cookies, which are, or the pinwheels, which they're vanilla and chocolate, and you, you roll them together, and I had leftover chocolate, and it just is a nice thick dough, and I was just like, oh, you know, let's make, I made toast cookies, too, and I used it for the crust, but um, then I still had leftover brown, so it just seemed like
0: <laughs> well thanks so much thank
1: you for asking me to be on the show
0: okay so thanks to Heidi for chatting with me and being just a great guest I enjoyed the talk and want to remind our listeners out there that now might be a good time for all of us to uh, start hanging plush on the walls you know I I taped that interview with Heidi last month and haven't had a chance to uh, hang any plush on the wall So I'm going to put that on my to-do list. I need to do that. And you should too, because if Uncle Clarence comes for a visit, gets a little tipsy, knocks your plush off the wall, no harm done. It's plush. You just put it right back up. I don't know why I didn't think of this sooner. Thanks to Heidi for giving us such a great idea and inspiring us to get the plush out of the toy box and onto the wall. Check out CraftSanity.com for links to Heidi's website and online shop. If you have, you know, a sense of humor and you're not turned completely off by toilet jokes and poopy things, (laughs) check out her recipe for the poo cookies. Obviously, you have to pick your audience wisely. Probably not a good thing to send in for your kid's birthday party at school if you don't want to get a note home from the teacher. But, you know... Use common sense, Pick your moment, and uh, make some of these cookies. It's kind of a social experiment. Make some cookies in the likeness of poo and take them into work and see if people clamor <laughs> as quickly for a free cookie that looks like poo <laughs> as fast as a clamor for the traditional chocolate chip. And then, of course, report back to me on how it goes. I'd love to hear about it. And check out my blog. Later this week, I'm going to be posting some projects. I received the most wonderful crafty surprise this weekend from my wonderful family that I don't get to see as often as I'd like from Metro Detroit. I live in Grand Rapids about two and a half hours away, which is not so too far, but too far to go home for dinner. Two weeks before my 30th birthday, they kind of brought a little surprise party my way ahead of time, so I was not expecting that and it just showered me with homemade gifts and is there anything better than a homemade gift on the blog you'll see some pictures of some of the cool stuff that they made for me one of the things i did want to share with you is there'll be some craft sanity swag to buy soon um i'm trying to come up with kind of a creative way to fund this show and i'm trying to figure out a way to make it better and be able to dedicate a little more time to it so what i'm going to be doing is selling some t-shirts and some little buttons soon so if you like the show and you can afford it i just want to you know, let you know that this is something that's going to be available soon one of the surprises that my brother-in-law he's a graphic designer his name's andrew Zarcona, and he designed um, some t-shirts and lovely just really cool business cards for me i mean this would have cost quite a bit of money if uh No, I went and hired somebody to do this and he did this as a gift to me, which I really appreciate. So thanks to him, we're going to have some really cool craft sanity t-shirts. And when I came home this weekend from the Y with my husband and kids, I walked in my house and my family was wearing craft sanity t-shirts. They even had onesies for the babies in the family. So it was pretty cool. So anyway, um, I'll be sharing some of that, you know, more about that on my blog. I have a crafty announcement for you this week. Mark your calendars, folks, because the Detroit Urban Craft Fair is coming up on August 5th at the Majestic Theater in Detroit. It's going to be open from 11 to 8, and it's free. And there's going to be 50 vendors I'm planning to attend. And hoping to scope out some people to interview on future shows. So I'm excited about it. And next week I'll be talking to an organizer. I did an interview over the weekend. You'll hear more about that next week. And then we have some fun guests coming up. I'll be playing the interview I did with Debbie Stoller. And I'm going to be giving away a copy of her book called Stitch and Bitch Crochet, The Happy Hooker. So if you want a copy of that book, uh, shoot me an email and I'll get your name in the hat and ideally where Debbie had asked that I try to give it to somebody who might have a craft budget that doesn't allow you to just go buy books on a whim. So um, if you fall into that category or you know of a crafter that would really benefit from the book and really enjoy it, nominate somebody. Send me their information. I'll put their name in the hat. And you get to feel good about yourself for putting good karma out into the world. I'm uh, taping this show under uh, ridiculous conditions. I haven't had a whole lot of sleep this week. The Day job has uh, really overflowed with some overtime into my uh, podcasting time. So, But um, I'm dedicated. I am so dedicated to craft sanity. And maybe a little crazy. You know, so I need to craft some more sanity here. Well, anyway, folks, uh, thanks so much for tuning in this week. And as usual, if you have... Show ideas comments questions suggestions feel free to send those my way Jennifer at craftsanity dot com I always love to hear from listeners so don't be shy take care and uh, you know when times get tough as they often do don't lose heart, don't have a meltdown you know turn turn that negative energy into positive action and craft sanity. You guys have a great week. I'll be back next week. Until then, Craft Sanity, my friends.
1: Thanks for listening to the Craft Sanity Podcast with Jennifer Ackerman Haywood. Visit
0: CraftSanity.com
1: for more information about today's guest and links to subscribing to the podcast. Want to support the show? Follow the link to vote for Craft Sanity on Podcast Alley once a month. You can also make a donation or buy goods at the Craft Sanity store. Have a suggestion for a future guest or have other feedback? Email jennifer at craftsanity.com. Thanks again for listening to Craft Sanity.